you have a question about your home? Call Ken the Contractor. Ken Patterson is a Class A licensed contractor who has designed and built multi-million dollar commercial and industrial projects and single family homes up and down the East Coast. And now, Ken the Contractor brings his years of experience to the radio. Roy, hi, you're on the air with Ken Patterson. Hey guys, I love the show. and You know what, I really need to send you some pictures of the projects you guys have helped me complete because We'd love really, to have without them. your help, it, it would never have happened. Great, thank you so much. We'd love to have them too. Who knows, okay. they may wind up on, on my website. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? Call Ken the Contractor. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another hour with Ken the Contractor. We appreciate you joining us and making us part of your weekend plans. Ken the Contractor, Ken Patterson, is here each weekend to take your calls and also answer your emails and answer the questions that are important to today's homeowner. You can always join us at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or email your questions to KenTheContractor.com. Well, really, it doesn't matter where you live, wind fire, heavy rains, hot, you name it, we have had it, folks. And whether you are in the deep south, you're in the Midwest, you're on the east coast, chances are pretty good that many of you today are out cleaning up from some type of a damage. Hopefully you're not rebuilding your home, putting a new roof on, but yet we know throughout our listening area people are having severe weather issues around their home. Many of these are things that we don't typically see. It's been a strange weather year going back to the winter coming into the spring and now into the summer. One of the things that I think we need to revisit, something we've talked about on the show in the past, but in a little different light, that is how to hire a contractor. And I'm not phrasing this in that way, but when I've talked about it before, it really is about hiring a contractor in your time at your pace to remodel, to put on an addition, or to do a complete new home. But for so many of us today, we are faced with emergency situations. At the same time, we don't want to be ripped off. We know we've got what I call these, these some people do fly-by-night or gypsy or vagabond contractors that fly around the country with no license, really no skills. All they're after is your money. And we want to talk a little bit about how you avoid that today and the difference in hiring a contractor when it's at your time, your pace, versus when you have an emergency situation. So stand by and tune in. Jot some notes down. If you happen to be out there today pulling limbs up, you've got damage from other, from wind or from fire, you're saying this is an emergency situation or semi-emergency situation, where do I go from here? The first thing I want to caution all of you to do, and hopefully most of you have this in place, is contact your insurance agent. It should always be the first thing you do, and it should be before you make repairs on your home. In many cases, they want to send out a, an, a claims adjuster, they may show up themselves to make an early report on this. While that's going on or while you're waiting for them to show up at your site, you want to get your camera out, whether it's your cell phone camera, your regular digital camera, it doesn't matter. Take all the pictures you possibly can. You may say, well, I've taken 20. This should be enough. You can't take too many pictures when it comes to dealing with an insurance claim or even if it's not fully covered by insurance, just getting enough information to help you restore what you need to, whether you have to go back to an architect, an engineer, a contractor, or a specialty trade out there. These pictures will be very valuable as you start to repair and rebuild these items that you've had issues with. But I don't want you to cut corners. Your insurance company, in most cases, will have two or three contractors in an emergency situation. They may have more that they know are licensed 
proven and tested in the eyes of the insurance company. What you have to remember is you are now trying to become whole again. You are not renovating or building your dream house. And that's the difference in what I've told you many shows back and that you'll see on our website about hiring a contractor versus dealing with an emergency situation. So if your insurance company has one, two, three contractors they recommend, they're going to send them out. They're going to take care, in most cases, direct payment to them. They're going to be sure that what was damaged is properly repaired or replaced under most policies I'm familiar with. And I have worked with and for insurance companies, so I understand how they operate. So by all means, take advantage of your insurance carrier's ability to help make you whole again, get you back in your house where you should be as quickly as possible. They will assess the damage. They will determine priorities. And if it can't all be done right now, even by their contractor, they may first determine you've got to put a roof on so that when it rains again, you're not creating more damage inside that house. Work with them. Follow what they have to offer, and you're going to come out light years ahead. Now, if you are on your own and you're saying, I don't have insurance, I've got to put a new roof on, my porch blew off, uh, I had fire damage uh, to part of my home, I've got smoke damage, you still need to go in the marketplace and acquire several bids. And you can do this on a pretty rapid basis. One of the best sources for references for you will be your local building department with your city, with your county, with your town. In almost every state, there are building departments. There are some areas in the U.S. where there are no building departments, even though there are building codes. But for most of you, call your local building department and ask them for references of three or more contractors. They will not give you a specific contractor. They're not there to market for any contractor, but they will tell you, look, these three or four companies are licensed. They're insured because we see their certificate of insurance. We know they hold the proper license for the work you've described. And again, explain to them what you're looking for. If you only need an electrician, you don't need to be asking for a general contractor. All of these hold license in most of our listing area. So that's a free resource for you. You can get on the phone, talk to them about your needs, and ask them for some fairly simple bids. But remember, you want to establish a scope of work. You can sit down with a pen and paper. If you have no power, write it out on a brown paper bag. Write it out on a two-by-four. It really doesn't matter. But give them the same scope of work so you have a basis to obtain a price on. And most of these companies that deal with any emergency work are rapid-responding companies. They have the crews. They have the machinery. They have the people and the know-how to get in and take care of you right away. What you don't want to do, Absolutely. If you don't do, get anything else out of this particular part of the show, what you don't want to do is take somebody up on an offer that's driving down the road that just happens to stop in and see a tree on your garage and say, we can take care of that for $500 when you know good and well you've got damage that may be several thousand dollars. Folks, if it sounds too good to be true, chances are pretty good it is. Always, always, always ask for a copy of license and verify that license because people can fabricate anything today. If they can fabricate these checks that we use and all kinds of other electronic security devices, they can fabricate a license. Verify it. Most of you have online services available at some point, even if it's not at your house immediately. Through your cell phone, you can verify it through your state if a license is valid. Also, you want to be sure that they have insurance because if some of these people are moving around just looking for a place to file a claim, if they don't carry comp insurance in your state, most cases, if they're hurt on your property, you could be personally liable for their injury. You could be, they could be looking for someplace for a lifelong check, and you don't want to be the one writing that. All of these things, 
may seem like a lot, but it's quick and simple. If you make a few phone calls, even if you're in an emergency situation, we want to see you whole again as quickly as possible and back to normal so you can deal with us on your day-to-day questions and maintenance issues. If you have a question for Ken, give us a call at 800-614-2975 or email your question at kenthecontractor.com. Don't forget, you can friend Ken on Facebook at Ken the Contractor and also follow us on Twitter at Ken Answers. And we'd like to welcome those of you who may be listening to the program for the first time on KINI 96.1 FM, the voice of St. Francis Mission, serving Sioux Falls and South Central South Dakota and also North Central Nebraska. Coming up in a half hour, we'll bring you the app of the week. Ken will tell you how this app will allow you to connect to your plans and specifications and also maybe pictures of that project. And also coming up at the bottom of the hour on our green building update, the benefits of green polymer slate roof tiles. That's all coming up this hour on Ken the Contractor. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? You can call Ken the Contractor if you have a question at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Along with Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor, I'm Jim Britt. We're here at weekends at this time, helping you deal with the issues that are important to today's homeowner. You can also email us your questions through our website. That is KenTheContractor.com. But let's go back to the phones right now. Again, our contact number is 800-614-2975. And joining us next is... Kathy. Hi, Kathy. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Hi, Ken. How are you? Good, thank you. How can I help you? Thank, well, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was calling because I have an older house, and it has two stairwells, and one is not in use. And as you know, older houses don't have much storage. So I'd like to take the stairwell out and reconnect the floor joists okay. to be able to put in two closets. Is that like a major deal? Do I need to have a Class A contractor, or can I have... Friends who build decks and stuff do that. Well, you should not be involving any structural walls of any kind. Uh, the, o- the structural opening has already been created to accommodate that stair. What you're looking to do is to take the stairs, the, the stringer, the risers, the treads out and create a mm-hmm. ceiling in at least that lower floor, correct? And then a floor in the upper area? Right. So you're, that way you have two closets, one at both floor levels. That's correct. Okay. And depending on where you live, the the building department may require a permit. This is something that homeowners can do that doesn't necessarily take a a Class A or B contractor, but you may still require a permit. The main thing you've got to be certain of, since you're constructing more than a ceiling joist, meaning you've got a load-bearing floor at the second level, is that the rim joist, that's what goes around the wall, are properly anchored and secured into the other part of the structure. You don't want to just have fasteners go into old plaster. If you're in an old house, you probably have plaster. Uh, or even if you've got drywall, you want to be sure that it is well anchored and properly anchored into what would be the floor joist already around that opening that creates the, the hole in the floor. And as long as that as long as that occurs, then you create a very sound floor and you fill that in with joist that will become your ceiling support below and your floor support above, and you'd be fine with that. Okay, it's got it's the it was where an original old stairwell was. We just rebuilt it because it had those old tiny radius steps. Mm-hmm. So it would be opening into uh, basically a six by six solid oak beam that had like hand dowels through it. Okay. Do yeah, you are in an older house, so. Uh-huh. But I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I was going to say, just be certain that the rim joist 
that support the main ceiling or floor joist are properly anchored into those boards that run around the perimeter, those beams. That will be that'll be sound. Again, this was a structural opening created for a stair. All you're doing is filling that hole in. And okay. the key will be to be certain that it is properly anchored. If not, somebody could get hurt because when you start storing things on a floor, especially if you're going to go in there and put boxes, say you're putting dead files, old books or whatever, you can easily have uh, several hundred pounds to maybe even a thousand pounds over that floor space. If you're stacking something floor to ceiling, that's why it becomes extremely important. It's not just an aisleway or a hallway that you're walking across. Okay. But that's the only, that's okay. the only thing I'd really caution you about. And in your particular area, you may want to check with the code officials. That's, that's really minor work, but in some localities, they require permit for things that are minor. Others, they may draw a line at a thousand dollars or structural items along those lines. Okay. But certainly people, I would answer your question this way too. If they're qualified, if they're licensed contractors to build decks and so forth, then they certainly should understand the basis about good solid framing. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you, Kathy. We do appreciate your call. Don't forget, if you'd like to join us, our contact number is 800-614-2975. That's one of the ways you can get your questions to Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor, or you can email them to our website, kenthecontractor.com. And this one comes to us from Walt. He is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and he listens to our program on WEEU 830 AM in Reading, Pennsylvania. And his question is, Ken, do I need to remove the brick on my home to replace the old windows with new vinyl framed windows. Well, Walt, I, I'm here to tell you that you don't want to remove the brick. You're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to create some problems that you really don't want to create. If you have a very old-style window, it's going to be even easier than some of the newer ones. When I say that, meaning windows that may have been put in, say, 30 years ago that had an integral nailing fin or flange, as a part of that, some of the old-style aluminum windows and even some of the early versions of vinyl windows did not have removable nail fins, and today many still do not. But what you're going to find is that, first, if you're hiring a professional, they will have the tools to take those windows out, to measure the openings first, and to install a retrofit window that leaves you airtight, watertight, and that looks good and seals around the brick and the framework. They may have to do some modification to the framework to allow this to fit properly. just depends on your openings. If you're doing this yourself, it can be more cumbersome, especially to get those those nail fins out, meaning the window is placed against the woodwork, then it was secured to the woodwork, and then the brick veneer was installed later. And you may have two different types of construction. So I'm dealing with brick veneer right now over wood frame. If you do this yourself, you want to be sure that you have your replacement windows in hand. Certainly, you don't want to go taking all these windows out. You want to remove the sashes, and then you're going to find that you're going to be cutting out the old jams that are there. And it may take a little more work than you anticipate, depending on the type of nail, flange, or fin that you have. If you happen to have a window that's simply set in the opening with surface screws mounted in between the tracks, which are typical of some of the older styles, then it's going to be pretty easy for you to pull out. So my recommendation is to take a window that's relatively small, easy to deal with, pull the sash out, top-bottom sash, and see how easy it is to remove it. Then you might want to make the call at that point, am I ready to call in a pro, or do I want to go ahead and tackle this myself? And even at that, I suggest you do one window at a time. So if you run into an issue, an unusual framing method when the house was built, 
you are ready to cope with that and you only have one opening that you have to be concerned with from a weather standpoint. Something that many people can do themselves, but for a lot of us out there, we're saying this is just a little more involved than I want to deal with. Let's hire a pro to take care of this. And that will be especially true if you have a window in a double-width brick wall. Don't know the age of your home, but if it's old enough that it's a double-width brick wall and uh, it happened to have a steel frame window set in place, which was typical of some of the 40s, the late 30s, even into the 50s, that has a flange that was the brick was actually laid around that window. That will have to be cut out, literally, in order to get that steel out. You start tearing brick out, you're going to have a huge expense. You just don't need to go there. So I'd be cautious about what you do. Again, this is the kind of thing that some of us can do, but if you're uncomfortable with it, I think you're going to be money ahead by hiring a professional window company that is involved daily on retrofit. You're going to save some dollars in the long run, and your brickwork's still going to look pretty good. Yeah, and that's one of those issues where you're working on a project where you've got an asset, which is that brick. That's very expensive, as you know, in this day and age. It is, and you hate to see brickwork, at least I do, look like it has been repaired. It could be very evident that every window was taken out. If you start toothing brick or pulling that out, the mortar's not going to match. It's not going to be weathered. Even if you can salvage the brick, not going to look very good. And that's the reason I caution you. I really wouldn't go there. I'd look at hiring a pro first. Do you have a question for Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor? Reach us at 800-614-2975. And don't forget, you can also friend Ken on Facebook at Ken the Contractor and follow us on Twitter at Ken Answers. Or you can email your questions to our website, KenTheContractor.com. Don't forget, at that website, you'll find a whole bunch of useful home improvement information. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Ken Patterson is Ken the Contractor. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? You can reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or you can email Ken at KenTheContractor.com. We've got one of those email questions coming up from one of our listeners in North Carolina, and I think you'll be very interested in it, so you want to stay tuned for that, because I think it's one of the quintessential issues that people ask, and that is, is it time to replace a major element in my house. And I'm sure this is a question we all have to deal with every now and then. But first, time now for our green building update as Ken keeps you up to date on some of the latest things in green building technology. And we're going to deal with a new opportunity or a new way that people can look at taking care of the roof. Actually, a new roofing product that's in the market. It's been around for a short time, but it is relatively new in the marketplace. And as we talk from time to time, and we have even earlier in this particular show, looking at Roof problems, we're talking about fire. Many of you live in areas that are prone to forest fires, and your insurance company telling you no more cedar shakes, no more wood materials on the roof, no more asphalt, or even in some cases fiberglass shingles because of fire issues. And many of the manufacturers nationwide are paying attention to this and realizing that it's driven not only by looks and style, things we want, but the need for different products driven by our insurance companies telling us, if we don't change and find something different, go to metal, go to clay, go to concrete, folks, we're not going to get insurance for our home. And this particular item is produced by DaVinci, D-E or D-A-V-I-N-C-I, and it's DaVinci Roofscapes. This is a product that I have viewed for the last few months, uh, looked at the product, looked at it up close and personal, have viewed it at some of the trade shows as well, gone through the technical specs on it. Now, I will tell you I have not installed it, but when I have a need, I will be considering this product because I really like what I see from the technical specs and the performance. Several good things about it. 
One, it is a slate-looking product. It really imitates slate, and we know slate is very expensive. And for those of you that have insurance issues in these fire areas, they're telling you put slate, concrete, clay tiles, metal, those type things on the roof that will not burn. So you may want to consider this, but yet it is a polymer product. It is a fire retardant, fire-rated product. It is rated to be in fire-prone areas, and that's something you would not necessarily expect. It's classified as a fire resistant. It is impact resistant because most of us live in areas from time to time that receive uh, mid-sized to large hailstones in some of these storms that come up during the summer months especially. So it's impact resistant. It is moisture resistant unlike wood and cedar and other type of wood shakes that we have on our roof that over time they will decay. They attract fungus. These mater- This material does not And because it's a polymer product, it's not going to attract insects to get in and under as well. It has 49 colors available for this. That's the other thing I like about it from a design standpoint. So you can really personalize the look of that roof. You can have a solid color. You can mix and match colors on that roof. You can have your own style, something that is unique as you blend these. Now, DaVinci Roofscapes has manufactured this product since, in its initial form since 1999, but it's only in recent years that they have stepped up to some of the characteristics that I've just talked to you about, obtaining the rating, the certifications that we that's so important to many of us, and creating really a maintenance-free roof material for you today. They lead the industry also in the tile thickness, the tile width, the variety of colors, the greatest selection, and certainly in earth tones, which are very common. They have been for me when it comes to home building for so many years. 50-year warranty, that's the other thing. Not a 25-year warranty, 30, 35-year warranty, but a 50-year warranty on this particular product. And everything that goes into it is 100% recyclable material. That's what makes this a green product. One, it reduces the cycle, how many times you have to put roofs on. Also, everything, 100% of it, can be recycled and be made back into other roofing and other products again. So when you're thinking about green building, Think about saving yourself some money long-term. may cost us a little more on the front side, but something that can be recycled, be a different product, and at the same time will save you on insurance. So for those of you that are in these high-hazard areas, you may want to talk to your insurance agent for first, see what kind of cost savings you can see in your insurance premium. Also, look, if you live in an area where you tend to replace roofs, let's say every 20 to 25 years, you're going to live there long-term, look at how how this will play into your overall payback period. You're going to find you spend more up front, but the big picture is you're going to save some money, I think, year after year. You know, you bring up one very interesting point, and I think this is going to become more and more of an issue for a lot of us who live in certain types of areas, uh, and that is insurance companies aren't in the business to lose money. Insurance companies, like any other business, want to make money. They want to show a plus at the end of every year, folks. Exactly. And I think we're starting to see this now. Um, and, and I first became cognizant of it when, when we talked about something years ago in the local program we did, uh, and that was sprinklers and sprinkler systems potentially for residential areas where insurance companies were coming in, and they were willing to dramatically discount your homeowner's insurance if you had certain provisions putting in. And uh, we did an entire show about how effective your local fire company is and how that can affect the the cost of your insurance. If you don't live in an area that's well-protected or well-served by the local fire company, you're going to pay more for insurance than somebody who does in a different area. And I think this is, this is interesting when you talk about uh, these types of fire-resistant roofs. 
uh, that you're going to start to see insurance companies more and more. And I think they're starting to do this in areas where there are a lot of severe storms. They're not writing policies anymore. Exactly. They're getting they're getting out of the business, and you're very familiar with what happened down in Florida. I, I have built in Florida for over the decades. I have relatives that live there. In fact, just this past week, I looked at an insurance policy on one of my relatives' homes there. And the basic homeowner's insurance, the general liability, the fire, those type items, for that market, very affordable. But the separate rider, wind damage was far more than all the other insurance combined. And this is not for a home sitting immediately on the coast, but about 30 miles inland. And the wind drops substantially that far inland. The point is, and we discuss this occasionally on this show, you need to talk to your insurance agent about not only your policy, but have them address things on your home that may save you money on that premium every single year if you're going to remodel or replace, and it may have to do with windows, how a garage door is reinforced for wind protection, the type shingles if you're in a fire-prone area, the type product that's on the outside of that house, whether it's a stone veneer, a vinyl siding, those type items may be driving your insurance premium in your particular market, yet it may be very favorable in another market. So you can't assume because Aunt Sally has vinyl siding and lives on the coast and her insurance premiums are low and you live in a heavily forested area, someplace prone to forest fires, that you're going to get the same rate. So it's always worth asking that question of your agent and think about that when it comes time to remodel, repair, or replace. Yeah, and we're starting to see this in other portions of the country in our listening area uh, where all of a sudden they're having 100-year floods every fourth year. Yeah, and you're saying, why do you call this a 100-year flood if I've had one now you know, four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago? And you need to understand a little bit about how that's rated. Maybe we'll bring that whole topic to air in a future show. But most of us don't count on our insurance agent to do any more than set up our initial policy. They need to be part of your overall team, the way you live around your house, and at least annually, because things change in your market every year. As you said earlier, some companies just pull out of markets, won't even write from one year to the next. You need to talk to your agent not only about your premium, but about the products on your home, and are there other companies that might write me a lesser premium because they don't see the liability quite the same way. Ken Patterson is Ken the Contractor. He's here every week at this time to deal with the questions that are important to today's homeowner. If you've got a home improvement question or something else you'd like to join us, you can reach us at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Do you have questions about your home, inside or out? KenTheContractor.com is all you need to know. I'm Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor. Visit KenTheContractor.com for answers to plumbing, fencing, electrical, roofing, painting, heating, fireplaces, decks, and much more. Submit your questions or call anytime. Remember, KenTheContractor.com, where folks come for professional answers. Welcome back. Along with Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor, I'm Jim Britt. Thanks for joining us this weekend right here on Ken the Contractor. If you'd like to join us and you have a question for Ken, it's 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Where you can email us questions. And we do have an email question uh, that comes to us from Asheville, North Carolina. This is from Seth, who listens to our program on WZGM, 1350 AM in Nashville. And he wants to know if it's time, basically, to replace his air conditioning system. He sets it up this way, Ken, with temperatures well into the 90s and up near 100. My air conditioning doesn't appear 
to be as cool as it was a few weeks back. It's about 12 years old. Do I need a new system? And I know this will resonate with many of our listeners because I find myself doing this all the time. And that is going over and putting my hand in one of the, uh, the returns or, or one of the distribution ducts to be checking it. And you mentioned something interesting on one of the programs we did recently. And that is the relationship between your air conditioning system and also the, the temperature outside of kind of balancing the two every once in a while. So your system may be working perfectly fine. But when you've got these extraordinary temperatures, it, it just can't work at the same level we're used to. Well, and, and for Seth, I'm going to provide a similar answer for him. Now, he happens to live in an environment where our flagship station is also coming from Asheville, North Carolina. He's in a mountainous region, so he probably enjoys some nighttime cooling, but extreme heat in the daytime as we go through the season we're in right now. Seth, it's possible, first I would say it's possible that you may need a new unit, but I'm not going to move you in that direction first. When we have these extreme temperatures, for most of us, our air conditioning system is really designed to change about or or to put out internally what we're going to feel about a 20-degree temperature difference between what's outside and what we actually feel on the inside. Now, it's colder at the coil than that. But I'm talking about by the time it moves to the ductwork, you deal with any temperature gain because of heat in your attic or your crawl space around the ductwork, as well as any losses because there may be small holes or whatever in the duct system. Generally, rule of thumb is going to be that there's about a 20-degree difference. So if it's 90 degrees outside, uh, you may find that you can get that temperature to, to 70 degrees, even to 68, 66 degrees, but you're not going to get it down to 60 degrees. And that's a general rule of thumb. You may find with some units it'll vary to about 25 degrees. But when it's 100 degrees outside, it's not right for us to anticipate that we're going to be able to lower that temperature down to 62 degrees on the inside. Most equipment is just not designed to work that way. There are some things you can do that will enhance the efficiency of the equipment. One, be sure, and I've talked about this many times on the show, but be sure you have nothing blocking the airflow from your outside air compressor. If it can't discharge that hot air, it's not going to cool as well on the inside. Also, be sure your AC filter is properly cleaned so that you don't have an issue there. These are some basics. The fact that you tell me this has worked well until you've gotten into this hot, hot temperature tells me you probably don't need a unit. If it continues that way when you get back into some 80 degrees, some more seasonal temperatures for you in the Asheville region, then you might want to consult with one of your local service people. But I think you're simply dealing with the extreme heat. If you'd like to join us, you can. The number to dial is 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Want to make room for our app of the week. What do you have for us this week? Well, this is another one that I happen to use. And for those of you that are planning to build, working with an architect, an engineer, a contractor, maybe doing some of this on your own, and you've got the skill set, get all this stuff in your computer, whether it's pictures, whether it's drawings, whether it's cut sheets, and I mean that you've taken pictures of light fixtures, of cabinets that you like to have, and you're traveling around and you're saying, I don't want to carry or I'm not carrying this massive file with me, the old file folder, you might want to consider one more of the opportunities you have with your smartphone to log in to your main computer back at the office or back at home. I happen to use one of those called Log Me In. And LogMeIn is available for your Android-based phone as well as your iPhone. Now, a lot of the services that allow you to connect remotely to your desktop computer 
do not have apps for your smartphone. That's one reason that I happen to use LogMeIn. There are some others out there. I find it very useful. It allows me to access all of my drawings, especially those in PDF files or PDF format. It allows me to look at all the photographs. I can look at cut sheets. I can review samples or things that clients have emailed me, even if I'm not sitting in the office, but I happen to be with a vendor or a manufacturer and need to be talking about that product or showing examples. So I highly recommend to you, log me in for your Droid or for your iPod, and you'll be able to avoid carrying all those cumbersome files around, but always have what you need as you're traveling from store to store or showing your particular floor plan to a vendor or someone that's going to help you with your project. You find it very useful. And we do want to encourage you, if you come across an app that you find very helpful, either in a home improvement project or simply makes your life a little bit easier, forward it to us, and we'll be happy to share it with our audience. You can just email your recommendation to our website. That is kenthecontractor.com. And before we do go this hour, I want to mention I was doing a, a local broadcast this week at a local hardware store. And one of the things that they were talking about in honor of uh, Independence Day uh, was the fact that they've gone through and cataloged in their hardware store with little American flags all the products made in America that they've been able to find and bring in for their customers. And in talking with the owner, he said it's been remarkable to see the growth and breadth and depth of these products that we're now seeing. It's something we've been talking about on the program, but more and more you're starting to see uh, these products become more readily available all across the country. And the one thing he commented on, Ken, was the emerging quality and also the value you're starting to get with these products. But Jim, at least you and I and many of our listeners are old enough that we can remember when American-made products meant that it was top quality. And when we saw products coming from other parts of the world in our younger years, we were really taught that that was a secondary or maybe an inferior product. And then we have seen a time in this nation where that has gone full circle and where it wasn't the best. But we're back there today, folks. And I want to tell you, as a builder who has spent millions and millions of dollars buying products, that the American-made products take the lead in the industry today. We have people paying attention to us as consumers, to what we need. They're looking at insurance rules, regulations. They're looking at building codes. They are producing products that will stand the test of time. And we are doing our part to support the U.S. economy by buying American products every opportunity that we have. And if you'll spend just a few minutes, you will find that when you're in the store, in most cases, you're going to find an American-made product that's comparable dollar. And I mean that dollar, maybe not within the cents. But if you really pay attention to the details and read some of the sheets that I do that Jim gives me a hard time about, read some of the technical data, you're going to find that the performance of most of these American-made products will be better than so many that we're still importing from across the world. And I take nothing away from them other than I want to do my part to help create and sustain American jobs. Do your part as well. And the retailers are just by posting those flags, making it a little easier. And the merchants that produce American-made products are identifying that on their boxes these days. Yep. You can find them in many of your local hardware stores or local retail establishments. And we do encourage you, when you can, buy American because it has such a dramatic effect rippling through the entire economy. That'll do it for this hour of Ken the Contractor. Each week, we bring you answers to the questions that are important to today's homeowner. You can always reach Ken, Ken the Contractor, at 800-614-2975. That's 800 800- 614-2975. Or you can email us questions to our website. That's KenTheContractor.com. Now you've been listening to Ken the Contractor. Do you have questions about your home, inside or out? 
KenTheContractor.com is all you need to know. I'm Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor. Visit KenTheContractor.com for answers to plumbing, fencing, electrical, roofing, painting, heating, fireplaces, decks, and much more. Submit your questions or call anytime. Remember, KenTheContractor.com, where folks come for professional answers. You've been listening to Ken the Contractor. Every weekend at this time, Ken the Contractor, Ken Patterson is here taking your calls. Don't forget, you can friend Ken on Facebook at Ken the Contractor and follow him on Twitter at Ken Answers. And if you're looking for home improvement information at any time, go to KenTheContractor.com. 